Hello, and how are you feeling? Welcome to episode five of Coaching from Not a Blue Tree with me, Gary Burns. This episode is all about values, understanding the importance of values and the role that they play in everything that we do. Values are, very simply, what's important to us. Not in the sense of actions or possessions, but in the sense of the principles that sit behind the actions and possessions, providing a baseline that guides and underpins who we are. Values sit in hierarchies, and values can be driven by positive and negative motivation. Values sit at an unconscious level. They're formed through our experiences, our education, by those around us, and through self-discovery. Our values shift and change over time. What's important to us at 18 may be very different from what's important to us at 30 or 40 or 70 or 80. And whether we're aware of them or not, we have values about every aspect of our lives, our jobs, our relationships, the people we know, the things we do, everything. Our values impact on how satisfied we are with what goes on in our lives. In the context of coaching, values provide real insight into how we feel about the world, what is currently working for us and what we want to change. For example, I've worked with many people who express dissatisfaction with their career or their relationship. They are sometimes able to point to specific aspects of their job that they don't like or issues within their relationship which seem to be causing problems. Values, though, as I said earlier, tend to sit at an unconscious level. So while our, while our feelings of satisfaction and dissatisfaction may be apparent, the causes frequently are not. And this is due to values being or not being met. However, once you establish what your values are, what's important to you in the context of your work or your relationship, for example, you're able to see which values are being met and which are not. This immediately highlights what may need to change and thus impacts on any plans and goals that you set. The other important aspect of values is that they more often than not define very much who we are. They will give an indication as to what drives your career. Are you someone out for money and prestige? Or is teamwork and challenge more important to you? Or your family? Is family time key? Or are you happier when everyone is able to do their own thing? Again, once you establish what your values are, you can quickly see where your priorities lie and what isn't or isn't important to you. Understanding the hierarchy of your values can lead you to understand what you're willing to compromise on and which values are non-negotiable. And by understanding the motivation which drives the value, we can focus on the positives we want for ourselves rather than being motivated by what we don't want. So, what exactly are values? It's one of those concepts that some get straight away and some take a little longer. If you're not there yet, think about this for a moment as an example. You'll have a main living room of some sort or another in your home, irrespective of whether you live in a one-room studio or a multi-bedroom mansion. It will be the room where you spend most of your waking time when you're at home. For some, it's the living room, the front room, the lounge, whatever you choose to call it. For others, it's the kitchen, the kitchen diner, the family room. You know the kind of room I mean, particularly if your home has that open plan design. So whatever room is your main room, think firstly about what's in the room. This is all about things. Then think about all that you do in the room. This is all about actions. 
And finally, think about what's important to you about the room. You may want it to be warm and inviting, relaxed and calming, friendly and cosy. You may be all about wealth and status, comfy and homely, bright and airy. And as you think about that, as you think about what's important to you about that room, remember that the things and actions can all be put or done in a wheelbarrow, no matter how uncomfortable and precarious it might be to do them there. Values are all about the concept words. So, if I talk about my main living room, my open plan kitchen diner, and I think about the things, there's the obvious oven, hob, kitchen cabinets, dining table, chairs, and so on. When I think about actions, I cook and eat in the room, I socialise, I relax, I admire the garden. And then when I think about the values linked to them, what's important to me, I want a room which is inviting and comfortable. I want it to be warm and light. I want it to be relaxed. Understanding what your values are provides real insight and understanding. And there are two further aspects of values that we need to consider here. The first is that values do not sit randomly on an unconscious level. Values sit in hierarchies. Some values are more important to us than others, and it's only by eliciting your values and then working out which are more important than others do you get a real sense of how the hierarchies are organised and what, then, this means for you. The second is to consider the motivation which sits behind the values. Is the value motivated by something you do want, or is it motivated by something you don't want? For some values, it will be very much one or the other. For others, it will be less clear, with a mix of being motivated by what you don't want and by what you do. This is an important consideration as we know that being motivated by what you want is far more likely to result in success than being motivated by what you don't want, as the motivation will fade once you are far enough away from what you don't want. And this is very much what I discussed in episode one of this podcast, in which I talked about setting goals in the positive. If you focus on what you don't want, you could end up anywhere. If you're aiming for what you do want, you set direction which drives you towards success. You can, of course, work on values relating to any aspect of life. However, a good starting point is to use the wheel of life, which I discussed in episode four. To remind you, the wheel of life is a visual representation of life. The wheel representing life as a whole, which is then divided into six areas. Career, family, relationships, health and fitness, personal growth and development, and renewal. For each of these areas, you ask yourself what's important about it. So if you start with career, you ask yourself what's important to you about your career. Remember, we're looking for values, not actions or things. So if you can put it or do it in a wheelbarrow, it's not a value. You may notice a number of things as you do this. The first is that answers tend to come in waves. You'll get a list of values and then it seems like there's nothing more to give. You re-ask the question, what's important to you about your career? And suddenly you find that you have more values come up. Again, The wave runs its course. You ask the same question again, and once more you find that you can list more values. This is absolutely okay. 
Asking three times is usually enough. You can, of course, ask as many times as you like. If you get stuck with a very short list, move on to the next area. Come back round when you're ready. The second thing that you may notice is that things and actions do slip into the list. If that happens, ask what that thing or action gives you. This tends to trigger the values. One thing that often comes out when looking at the values linked to family is children. You can definitely put children in a wheelbarrow, and most would enjoy it. You then need to ask what children give to you, apart from headaches and sleepless nights. And this may bring up things like responsibility, excitement, opportunity, fun, and so on. All values which sit behind children. And a final thing you may notice is that values repeat across different areas of life. This is fine, and you'll find that these values tend to sit at identity level. As an example, I elicited my values linked to career. My initial thoughts gave me challenge, a range of activities, independence, excitement and fun. A range of activities is a thing, so I thought about what a range of activities gives me, which produce two values, variety and stimulation. I then asked myself again what's important about my career, and I got five more. Teamwork, responsibility, balance, security, and supporting people. Supporting people is an activity. So I thought about what this gives me, and it gives me challenge, variety, two values which are already on my list, and a third value, interest. I then asked myself for a final time, and this produced three more values. Autonomy, professionalism, and recognition. So, this produced a list of 15 values, all of which are important to me. However, values, as I said earlier, sit in hierarchies, in descending order of importance. This means that one of the values sits at the top of the list as the most important. Another value sits in second place, a third in third place, and so on. And there are a couple of things to consider here. Values shift and change over time. What's important today may be less so tomorrow and vice versa. Your hierarchy can and does change. You may feel that some values are inseparable, meaning that you can view them as important as each other. You cannot have values in joint place. So play around with the order and feel which one seems better. And if you still can't decide, put them one after the other. It's your top seven, so you're not really going to make much of a difference. So, as you look at your list, you need to ask yourself, if I could only have one of them guaranteed for life, which one would it be? And once you've established the first one, you then ask yourself, if you could have a second one guaranteed, which one would it be? And you repeat this process for your top seven. Only your top seven. The thinking being that if your top seven are actually met, you'll be very, very happy. And the remaining values will kind of take care of themselves. My hierarchy gave me at the top fun, followed by variety, autonomy, challenge, professionalism, excitement, and balance. At this point, you may well be getting some insight into what you feel is going well in your life and what could be better. If your values are being met, you're likely to feel content, fulfilled that life is on track. If your values are not being met, it perhaps explains your levels of dissatisfaction. 
This is a really useful starting point. And as I mentioned in episode one, this can lead you to create new goals and make new plans. There is though more that we can establish with our values and this is the motivation direction. We can either be motivated by what we want or what we don't want. If we're motivated by what we do want, we're driven towards and focused on a single point, a single aim, a goal. If we're motivated by what we don't want, we're simply focused on not being where we are now. And as soon as we are no longer where we are now, the motivation subsides. And I'm sure that you've met, just like I have, people who go from job to job, hobby to hobby, relationship to relationship, driven by not wanting what they have now. And then finding as they move on, they're still not satisfied and the grass was just not greener. As an example, a value which comes up a lot is trust. It's important to a lot of people in the context of work and career, relationships and family. Some people's hobbies and interests, part of personal growth and development, rely on trust, particularly if there is some sort of teamwork involved. If you're focused on the positives, you may be driven by the benefits of trust. How this builds relationships and friendships, how this allows you to enjoy life, knowing that there are others around you who've got your back. It can be a sign of strength in relationships and an indication of confidence and respect in the workplace. If, however, you've been in a situation where there was no trust, where someone betrayed your trust or showed a lack of trust in you, you may well be driven by not wanting to be in a situation in which there is a lack of trust, seeing situations where there is trust as better, and that really there should be, has to be trust, must be trust for things to work for you. And that's the key. If you find yourself using a lot of negatives, using comparisons, and using words of obligation and necessity, words such as should, must, have to, ought to, and so on. This is a high indication of negative emotion. So, when establishing your values, you ask yourself what's important about career or family and so on. To establish the motivation, you ask yourself why a value is important to you. Note the words you use to explain your reasons. If you use lots of negatives, lots of words of necessity and obligation, lots of comparisons, then the negative away from motivation is likely to be high. If, on the other hand, you talk about the positives, the benefits, what you want, then the motivation is likely to be positive towards. And as if you were sitting there with a balance scale, you know the type I mean where you put a weight on one side and something to weigh on the other, with one side the amount of towards and the other the amount of away from, what percentage would you give to each side? If you notice lots of towards, the percentage on the towards side is likely to be high. If, though, you notice lots of negatives, the away from, the percentage on the away side is likely to be high. And you do this with each value. And if the idea of percentages is just too much, just notice the feeling inside as you work out why a value is important to you. If you have a bit of an icky feeling inside, the greater the ickiness, the more away from the motivation is likely to be. If, though, you feel upbeat, happy, excited, the greater the positive feelings, the higher the towards motivation is likely to be. And once you've done this, what do you notice? How do you feel? What are you thinking? 
If there are lots of negatives, lots of away froms, you may want to think about what you want to change. We know that if we're motivated by what we want, we're more likely to succeed. So how can you shift those away froms into towards? What positive driver towards motivation can you find? And now imagine putting this into practice. Imagine having for each of the six areas on the wheel of life a list of seven values in order of importance to you and with the motivation direction clearly defined. Imagine having this insight about your life and about yourself. Think about what it means as you evaluate your life, what you like about it and what you want to change. Consider that you now understand those feelings of dissatisfaction, discontent, disconnection, the result of values not being met, and indeed at times being violated, ridden roughshod over by others. You now have significant information which can help you define and refine your plans and goals, focusing on the changes that you know that you can make, moving towards that new model of the world that you want for yourself and those around you. If you can do it, do it now. If you're not sure or need some help, you can always book an initial consultation on my website, notabluetree.com, and you can then work out what the next step is. And you know that it makes sense, don't you?